Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor. You can find me on the 17th Shard Forums as Fifth of Daybreak, and with me, we have one of the Lost Legends. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcone. You think? So, Lord Falcone. The group has just split apart to do their own thing, getting ready for the next heist. What is it that uh, you would be doing in this time between uh, between meetings with the rest of the group? Well, I think it's finally time for Lord Falcombe to head home. He's got some business to attend to. What, uh, what avenue would you take home? Are you going to go see the friend of yours first, or are you just going to head back... Uh, back to the homeland and hope for the best. I think I'd go see Tarnan again. Uh, so Lord Falcombe would pack up his bags. He'd have actually a decent-sized satchel with him that you've probably never seen him with before. And uh, he'd leave the group, go on, and head back to around where he found Tarnan. Well, Tarnan gave him his address, didn't he? Yeah, he gave you a card that had everything on it. All right, then he'd just follow the card and head into the streets. Yeah, and it doesn't take you too long to get there. Uh, it's, uh, if I remember correctly, around the same area where the Better Alloy Jewelry show, uh, Shop uh, was. And so you kind of had a good idea of how to get around there. And when you show up to the front of the building and you take a good look at it, uh, you realize that this is uh, a morgue that um, he's given you the address for. Oh, well, I'd knock on the front door and see who's there. All right, and uh, Tarnan comes up to the door. You recognize the face that he was using the last time you met him. And uh, he opens it up and he gives a great big smile and uh, claps you on the shoulder and ushers you inside. It is good oh, to yeah. see Lord you Lord Falcombe would return the whole hand clasp, clap on the shoulder. And he'll bring you in and um, kind of like a little bit of, a, not a reception area, but, you know, a sitting room away from the real business part of everything. And he'd take you away into a small office and sit you down, uh, make sure you're comfortable if you wanted any beverages or anything uh, before finally, uh, when you get a chance to, like, start to talk, uh, he's just going to st cut straight to the chase. What made you decide to come today? Well, it's been a long time since I've been truly home, and I've felt isolated, especially these last 20-so years. Has it, uh, has it been since before the Catasandra? It Well before the Catasandra, almost 40 years before then, since my last extended stay. They had uh, told me it had been a long time, but I expected, I mean, at least once. You you might be one of the last, last of us to go home. I still do have some issues, but I think it's better to face them headfirst than avoiding them like I have. Especially seeing you... Uh, Reminded me there are still people I'd like to see again. So, do you have an avenue to get there easily? Well, you should know that the homeland is not what it once was. The uh, the first generation, uh, they 
they are no longer with us. Most of them. That's sad to hear, but we lost many, I assume, during the Cotisandra. Um, I, speaking out of character, I don't canonically remember if, like, just all of them got restored or not. But I think most of them did. Yeah, at the very least. Except for probably the second generation. The second generation probably got left where they were. He's going to kind of give you a sad look and um, take you aside. Like, not aside, but like lean in a little closer. They, uh, after the events in the homeland while you were away, uh, when everyone had taken out their own spikes... We decided it was time we found a way to protect ourselves in the case of something like that again in the future. And it was through this that the first generation discovered how they could end their own lives, and many have chosen to do so instead of continuing to carry on the burden uh, that they've carried since their creation when Rashek first took the well a heavy blessing and a heavy curse all the same. But most of us actually live on the surface now. We uh, we are working for Harmony now, of course, but you know we're li- able to live relatively normal lives among the humans just like you've been doing. It's, it's different than it was under the first contract. What can you tell me about Harmony? I've had limited interactions with them so far. Well, I uh, I honestly don't think that I'm the right person to ask. I I think that if you wanted those questions asked, you'd need to take them to Tensoon. Tensoon? Would I know Tensoon? Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody probably knows everybody. Yeah. It's a pretty tight-knit community. Okay. Is Tensoon... Has he taken the place of the first generation, or...? Does he lead us in some capacity, or does he just know more? Uh, some of us do look to him for uh, for guidance, but he uh, he is somewhat of a recluse at the moment. I think he was more hurt by the Lady Ascendant Warrior's death than even some of the humans were. I can understand that. Uh, if you're ready now, I can take you to the homeland, and I'm sure that's where you'll find Tensoon. Okay, lead the way. And as he stands up, he's going to um, clap you on the shoulder again and say, It is good that you've come back, Feldar. And uh, allow me to introduce myself properly. I'm Abdal. And let's go home, brother. Well met, Abdal. Let's go. And he's going to lead you through the city to one of the caves of Rebirth. And inside uh, one of the caves, he takes you to a hidden door where um, he's able to trip something uh, conventional. It wouldn't have been the same one that's in Bands of Mourning, since that one has the coin shot lock. But um, since we don't have another cannon way to get in, uh, suddenly you're in the homeland. He leads you, uh, Abdal leads you back into the homeland, and the first place that he takes you is to a small chamber where there's a bunch of baskets of uh, bones on the wall. And he grabs his own basket and pulls it out. And you see, you recognize, uh, now that you know his name, his true body, whenever he was in the homeland. 
and he gestures for you to find yours uh, as he goes into a small private area to get changed into the other form. Okay. I will grab my bones and bring the obsidian enhancements I've brought and go ahead and get changed. Right, and you finally get to use a stunt. You have the fast transform, and so it would normally take eight hours for you to get into a physique eight body, uh, which your true body would match that strength that you've been uh, pulling off to be Lord Falcone. And so instead of that, it would be six. But since this is your true body, I'm going to give it another negative two hours for you to change, uh, just because it's more familiar to, for you to get back in there. And so uh, you you finish about an hour before um, Abdal does, and so you you kind of had had a good 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 amount of time to acclimate yourself to being in a different body again because it's been sixty plus years since you've not been Lord Falcone. Yeah, it's been a while. And as you uh, get led a little bit deeper into the homeland. Uh, it's it's very much emptier than you've ever remember seeing it. Even when a bunch of Chondra would have been out on contact, on tracks, you, you there's no feeling of people living here anymore, of Chondra living here anymore. And as you walk around, uh, not seeing a soul, uh, you're just kind of struck with certain memories of walking along these halls before. Uh, you know, is there any memory in particular you think Falcone would have in mind? I hadn't really thought too much about his time in the homeland. What did Condra do to have fun? <laughs> That's a very good question, and I think that uh, changes very much right around the time that you're living in. Is there a memory maybe he'd be thinking on of when he was outside the homeland and he wished he hadn't been when he was on contract? Uh, no, I think, like, uh, he would recall the time he spent actually growing up here, like, in the hundred years, actually, like, associating with all these people and learning new things, uh, mainly probably think to, like, one of his mentors from, like, an older generation, uh, who had taught him how to mimic forms and take on like different bodies like he'll remember the first time he like took on like a another humanoid body in practice with uh his mentor so you've kind of got this uh image in your mind and you're really reveling in the feeling of being a chondra after a whole season of pretending you were just a pewter arm it feels different. I think Lord Falcone's thinking about a lot of... Well, not Lord Falcone. Let's cut to the chase. Feldar is thinking about a lot of different things, you know, that he kind of locked away because he hadn't associated with any Chandra or anything past the Cotacendra when he was put out on contract. So Abdal finally steps out of this private area um, in his true body. And his is a more traditional one made out of stone. But it's very fine marble that um, he's collected to make his skeleton. And he nods at you and kind of like stretches out almost like a cat. Uh, you know, and just 
gives a little shake and he says it's it's good to be back in in our real bodies, isn't it? It's not the same as wearing one outside, no. Even after all these 40 years, it's not my own skin. I see the new Obsidian upgrade. I don't remember that last time you were here. Yeah, I recently acquired some, and there's not much else you can do with the little chunks I've used to kind of enhance the bones. Well, that's uh, very practical. As you can see, I've uh, upped the ante a little bit more, too. It looks very nice. But let's see if we can't go find Ten soon. And he leads you further in, and um, you just find uh, in one of the deeper corners, um, you still just, no Chondra can be seen anywhere, until finally you come up and you see a very, very large wolfhound lying curled in a bed on the corner. And as you start to get close, uh, his head perks up, and he sniffs a little bit. And then you hear a low, gravelly voice say, Feldar, is that you? Yes, it is me. I have returned. Tensoon? I was not sure if you would ever come back. You are the last of us. I wasn't sure myself, but recent events have prompted me to face my past and my future and see what comes of it. Tell me, what made you decide to come back? Well, one of the things is I remembered what it was like to be part of a group and to remember that I had people that could depend on me and I could depend on. I hadn't felt that way in a long while. So that, and I was spoken to, and I felt that that needed addressed. Harmony themselves contacted me because I came in contact with a bead of adium. You found some adium. Well, that is disturbing. Two beads, actually. But they're no longer in my possession. Yet you still came home. Why would that be disturbing? Anything that is unbridled ruin is not something I am comfortable with. Me either. But it is just... The essence of that thing here it has no real bearing on us anymore. If I know Harmony, he'll get that ATM sooner or later if he wanted it. But it is good to have you back. We are f trying to form a new community, but some of us are adapting less well than others. He kind of glances back at his bed. Yes, I... I must admit I have tried many methods of adapting, and, well, this is my newest option. And who is it there that brought you back? Is that Abdal? It is. Well, he met me on the streets, and he was another reminder for me that it was more than time to come home. Well, leave us for now, Abdal. 
I'm sure we have some things to talk about that might be more sensitive than others. And Abdal will uh, bow in, bow his head in deference and leave you alone with Tensoon. What are you caught up in, Feldar? Well, it seems that the group that I have become part of is aiming to rob the Lord Mistborn. <laughs> it's it's weird to see uh see this dog laughing in such a such an open way, but um he kind of like shakes his head and gets to his feet and he looks you up and down. So you get involved in a plot to steal from the last remaining Mistborn, chosen by the survivor himself, and come running home. I'm not so much running home as coming home to see what I'm missing. Well, that is something indeed. I'm sure Harmony himself will want to talk to you then, instead of me just taking care of things for him. Well, it's good to speak with you anyways, Tensoon. Is there anything else you wanted to talk to me about? What are we doing as far as contracts now? The Chandra are no longer bound by the first contract. The Lady Vin has died. Even then, what what are we doing? You say you're trying to build a community, but what for and what's its purpose? What are we doing? Most of us are serving Harmony's wishes. He is done well by this world, and we seek to keep him and act as his preservation. That might be acceptable. I haven't seen much of Harmony's works, so I could not fairly judge. Some of us have decided to make contracts ourselves with Harmony. It is familiar. I see. And what are these contracts pertaining to? What what does Harmony seek to do? Harmony seeks to do more good than harm in all things. It is as his preachers, some of whom are Chandra, say to the masses. It is called the path. It's lofty ideals. With a little wiggle room. There's always wiggle room. And with the most ironclad rules. How do you propose that I get in contact with Harmony? I'm sure that when the time is right, he will get a hold of you. But it is good that you came. I will uh, tell the others to get a hold of you if you tell me where you are staying. And I'm sure Abdal could help with that as well. There are Chandra communities that are forming on the surface. That's good. I will most definitely keep in contact with Abdal, and I hope to come visit you soon, too. It doesn't do well to be isolated. I think I've figured that out. I think I would enjoy that. Alright, and Feldar would bid Tinsoon a good day, and walk away, find Abdal. Okay, and is uh, there anywhere in particular you would look for him? Um, or anywhere in particular that you would try and find in the con- in the homeland, like just to to see something you hadn't seen in a while, something familiar, or 
are you kind of well, it's, satisfied it's not like, with the visit? Is it the same cave systems yeah. that like I grew up in, or is it just similar? Uh, it, it should or be the like, same. Okay, so it was like transplanted. Yeah. Well, I would like go visit some of the, like my old quarters, wherever I would stay. Kind of think back how simple it was back then. And I uh, think when you get near your quarters and you start thinking that, you would uh, get this strong, strong urge to go and sit and meditate. I'd go on my old bunk or whatever it was and sit on the stone and kind of try and find inner peace. Give me a spirit roll plus two. So it'll be your normal four. Oh yeah, because I'm spent still. Well, that's two nudges, a three and a one. Uh, you want to go ahead and re-roll with uh, two nudges? Yeah, nothing. Okay. So you uh you start to meditate and um you you feel like the edges of something touching around your mind in something in a, in a way that kind of feels familiar, but it almost feels a little intrusive and you get this uneasy feeling before finally in front of your eyes you see uh, an image of Suzette uh looking like himself standing in front of you. And he says, Hello, Feldar. And you don't hear it in your head. You actually hear his voice. Oh. Like, he's speaking? Yeah. Well, your brain okay. is at least sensing it as him speaking directly to you instead of Oh, your mind. okay. Well, that's nice of him not throwing me for a complete loop. Yeah, if you had rolled well, then it would have been a very, very pleasant feeling for him to uh, do that, but no, you get anxiety and uh, despair for that crappy roll. Yeah, I think Lord Falcom, well, not Lord Falcom, Feldar slash Lord Falcom would not, uh, I think the whole, his presence would make him uneasy because of his past dealings with other shard holders. Hello. I was told that you're running the show with the Chandra now. That is the way that some might describe it. Others might say that I have just provided leadership where it had disappeared before. Yes, losing the first and second generations was a great blow. What kind of direction are you aiming us towards, or even me towards? It is difficult for me to enact in ways that are positive for the world directly, for my powers are tied in both preservation and ruin. So that is why I need agents to help give it a little push here and there, to help right the wrong that I cannot move upon. To help prevent great evil deeds from going unpunished. That is what I aim for. To do more good than harm. In theory, I can get behind that. But as you've stated, you also have 
ruin in you. You think you have the capacity for evil yourself? I think all men have the power for great good and great evil, and I was no different before I ascended. But I also have expanded my worldview since then, and I think that I am, though still learning, I am one of the most qualified for the job. If you can promise me that I will maintain my free will to say yes or no to individual deeds, then I think I might form a contract with you, if that would be something you want. I do not wish to make any slaves of the Chandra. In fact, I want them to be more independent than they ever have before. However, there are stipulations that will be put into this contract that should you break them, I may be forced to intervene. Willful killing of innocent people is not something that I will abide. Well, me either. So. I will tell you when something goes beyond the limits that I need. I cannot foresee every circumstance, but we will work together in our judgments to prevent each other from doing something that either is uncomfortable with. Does that sound fair? It's fair to me. And we'll say that this contract appears in front of you, and as you read it and your thoughts about it, um, start to form like the contract kind of changes with you as you absorb it until finally it, it feels like a document that um, I mean just to kind of hand wave it away but it it's something that satisfies the agreement that you're sort of making where you maintain your free will and your ability to say no and he doesn't interfere with that free will unless you're doing something that he would consider heinous by uh by you know a reasonable mean and uh he he'll pick up a pen and he'll sign it as harmony and then hand the ghost pen over to you he leans down and signs it as feldar welcome home feldar i'm glad you came back i hope it's going to be good to be back i'm sure that you would like to catch up more with the other chandra but while we are talking you know there's something we must address. The ATM? Far worse. The man who, I assume, told you to get the ATM. You see, I cannot seem to learn anything about him. Alloy? Is that the moniker that he goes by? That's the only one that he's ever used around me that I know of. It was fairly by happenstance that I was selected. I don't even believe that he knows my true nature. He has been very careful to avoid my gaze. I, I am uneasy about what he and his goals might be. And so, I need you to be my eyes, my ears. I can agree to this. But merely so that you may hear and see. I will not take action against a group that I've already made a contract of sorts with. Very well. 
Can you tell me what it is he's planning at the moment? Uh, a heist to rival that of Kelsier and the and the Ascendant Warrior. He plans to rob Lord Spook. Then there is only one thing that he must be after. But how he would know about it, I don't know. Yes, he plans to steal a box full of spikes. And this intrigued me. It's also part of what made me think of coming home. This is most disturbing indeed, but I do not think I should take direct action. You must do what you can to learn more. Yes, and as per contract, I will relay what I hear and see to you. Very well. Go along with this plan. He will find a way to get away from my influence one way or another. But if I wait until and have you bide your time, then perhaps we can find a way to make this work all for the better. It's possible. But no, I will not betray them without good cause. The ones you are with, I think, have much potential. You must nudge them on the right path. All of them, even Tajmian, has the potential to do great good. At least you believe in him. You actually see the corner of God's mouth go up in a half-smile. Kelsier would have liked you, I think. You have his spark of humor. But I cannot say that he will after you get finished robbing him. And uh, he's going to give another half-smile and then uh, disappear with one final It is good for you to have come home. Welcome back, Feldar. And your spirit is going to get fully restored. Yay, dice. We're back up to four spirit. And uh, you come out of this trance. And give me that spirit roll one more time. But it's going to be six dice this time. Oh. oh. Pair of fours and a nudge. And as, uh, as Harmony leaves, you feel this gentle warmth surround you. And all of your anxiety and worries are soothed away while your feelings of peace are brought to the surface. Well, Feldar would uh, probably head back to the changing stations, probably try and find Abdal somewhere around there. Um, yeah, you'd actually find him in the changing station, and um, you'd uh, see him just starting to put the uh, true body back into a basket and he's in his kind of amorphous um, mist wraith state and like a hand forms and it's kind of lopsided since he doesn't have any bones in to keep it formed but a general shape of a hand forms and kind of waves to you as he slips into one of the privacy stalls. Feldar kind of smirks and goes into his privacy stall and gets changed. It's another Couple hours, four hours. Uh, it would technically be six since you're going back into Lord Falcone. Oh yeah, that's right. So get and, that uh, six going. 
Yeah, so you uh you spend that time and when you come out it's uh getting pretty late and um Al- Abdul Abdul pulls you aside says so I'm I'm sure you probably guessed this but I run the morgue to give us options should they be needed but come on by some other time if uh if you have need of my services or if you wanted to head out to uh one of the Condra bars. There are Condra bars now? Uh Milan, she uh she drinks like a fiend, I'll tell you. Well we'll have to go out one night and I will be sure to let you know if I am in need of your services. It's quite a convenient spot. I'm sure you do the work well. Well, there's nobody that knows the cow better than the butcher. Lord Fal- well, Lord Falcom now smirks and waves goodbye and heads on back to home base. Well, the Dark Omancy Bat Cave, as it were. We need to come up with a name for that place. You make it about halfway back to Tony's townhouse when uh, you hear Octong! 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 And Sonichu comes flying down and uh, lands on the ground in front of you and says, Follow! Follow! Alright, and I will run after the dang bird, I guess. Okay, give me a physique roll. Not a pewter arm roll. No need to slug back vials anymore, I guess. Well, until I'm with the group again. That's a pair of fours and a nudge. Okay, yeah, you uh, you keep right on with him even when he tries to like cut across a couple buildings to make it a little more direct route. You're able to just speed up that much more, and you keep right up with him until finally you get to this alley. And in the middle of the alley, you see four figures. Three of them are hunched over one that is in a net, and you can just barely make out Tajmil's face from all the bruises and they're pulling what looks like gold bands from his pockets and stuffing it into a sack. And every once in a while, one of them will kick Tajmil in the stomach, but he's not really moving much. So you can tell that he's lost consciousness. And Lord Falcom is going to whisper to me himself, Harmony, this one's for you because you believe. And he's going to walk up to the guys and say, Hey, gentlemen, What's going on here? Um, they're gonna turn, and one of them's gonna pull out um a knife, and the other two are just gonna put their fists up. Stay out of this, or you're getting a beating. Lord Falcom's gonna stare that one in the eyes as he hefts his dueling cane, and he's gonna say, "You look determined, but not that determined." And he's gonna move up to like protect Tajmil. Okay. Um, do we want to just go straight into combat then? I guess. Alright. So they would technically declare first. Um, one of them is going to keep going through Tajmil's pockets. Um, or he's going to bend back down to go through it one last time. Um, one of them is going to grab the pouch that is by, uh, that was just dropped onto the ground when you showed up. 
And then the last one, the guy in front who pulled out the knife, he's going to take a swing at you. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, I am disarming and incapacitating as much as I can, knife bro. Okay, so that'll be based on your physique. Uh, Plus one for your CCQ. Um, He is going to gain one die for your bruised thigh, but you can mark one advancement for having your uh, burden exploited. Oh, like I need advancements, Trevor. Well, I can spend them better now, but still. And what are, uh, how many dice are you going to spend on your attack? Keep in mind, in order oh. to, like, disarm him, you're going to need some nudges. Well, yeah, I, that was just my hopeful goal. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and roll six on the attack. That's a pair of threes and two nudges. Okay, yeah. So you, uh, uh, let me let me roll and see how his does. So roll your remaining die. Ah, uh, that's nothing. All right, he got nothing either. So what's going to end up happening is that as he goes in to strike, uh, you kind of casually step to the side and then just come straight down and grab his wrist and give it a twist, and the knife clatters to the floor. And he kind of stumbles forward a little bit as you let go, having thrown him off balance. And um, next round of combat, the guy that go- was going through uh, Tajmil's pockets is going to just run off now. Um, same with the guy who grabbed the pouch. And the other guy is going to try and punch you in the face. What would you like to do? Uh, whew, We're just in the middle of an alleyway? Uh, yeah, basically. And you you can tell from uh from like the dust on the ground and the occasional splatter of blood that they dragged Tajmil into this alley to be out of the main street. Uh Lord Falcombe is going to try and pin him against an alley wall. Alright. Uh how many dice are you doing that with? Out of nine. I'm a roll nine. He is going to roll three and do something. Alright, that is three fives and a nudge. Alright, so you uh, put him up against the alley wall, and he goes to try and swing at you with your other arm. You pin that hand, and you've got your uh, forearm underneath his chin, and you're kind of lifting it up and up. And so his other arm instantly comes to grab at that arm to try and ineffectually pull you away, and he gasps for air. Just. <laughs> I'm going to let off for a second and see. Now, I've had my problems with that man in the past. Tell me truthfully and honestly right now, did he deserve it? He told us, he told us that he was going to steal that ATM from you, and he left us out in the cold. Ah, I have to say that's a preferable option for me. No offense. He actually spits in your face. Give me a uh, physique reaction roll. (laughs) Just straight eight? Yeah. My instinctive nature to being spat upon is probably to bloody this man's nose. But... Yeah, that's that's two fives and a nudge. Okay, but you beat his two fives. So he goes to spit on you, 
and you just real quick spit your head or spin your head out of the way and it sails over your shoulder. That was uncalled for. Rust you and rust him. I mean, I can agree with half of this statement, but still. And I'm going to start ruffling through his pockets. <laughs> uh, you find one gold bracer. Well, this is mine now for the inconvenience. Please don't make me do this again because next time I'll make sure you don't walk away. You understand me? Tajmil is off limits. You're even now. Got it? Um, let's make this... He's not going to give him air. He's going to wait for a nod or a shake. Because I don't think he'd like the spitting okay, incident. So you're, so you're kind of pushing on his windpipe again. Yeah. Like, yeah, give me, give me a... I am, I'm making my point. Against, uh, we'll make this against his spirit. Mm, pair of fours and a nudge. Uh, thought I got all twos. That's what he got as well, actually. So he is going to give a curt nod, but his eyes remain hard and just boring yours the whole time. And then uh, uh, almost unfazed. Alright. Just remember, I did give you a choice. And he's going to throw him down the alley towards where his friends went. And, he'll and go pick up Tajmil. Alright. And, and go pick up Tajmil. Uh, yeah, you bend down and you sort of untangle Tajmil from this net. And um, the only thing that seems to be missing, like he still has his coin pouch and all of the things that you generally expect him to have. So you assume the only thing that they took were those gold bracers. Hmm. He's gonna like investigate the one that he managed to get uh it's like a small circlet and it's common uh it's it's basically a common design that you would expect to see for uh a metal mind for uh, a ferrochemist what could he have had these for he's gonna say to himself as he starts shouldering tajmil and heading home and uh, we will go ahead and end as soon as you open the door to uh, Tony's place with uh, Tajmil over your shoulder. Alright. Call it an episode there. Yep. So, it was probably, what, like 12 hours that he was gone. It wasn't very long. Nope. Just long enough for Tajmil to get into a whole bunch of shit. Yep. As usual. <laughs> As usual. But, yeah, that's that's where we're going to go ahead and end the episode for tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening in. We will be back next week with the full cast. And uh, I really hope that you've enjoyed the big reveal that we have been waiting uh, well over a year to finally use. But David is a Chandra. Lord Falcom is a lie. Is truly Feldar underneath. And we will catch everybody next time. Thanks for listening in. Uh, make sure you tell your friends and uh, hope you hope you really enjoyed. Have a good one. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. 
Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast, or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. I was wasing in the havings of not things and you know we're just not that's just not how no Uh, no I don't want to do that either that hurts my brain nobody wants to do that that's just the worst I love you spook but that's the worst so you make it about halfway back to Tony's apartment Trevor before before we get started again I did almost think that I was having a stroke the first time I was reading spook (laughs) all right (laughs) Like, it made me legitimately worried. I'll continue with the story.